Welcome to Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pico Stanis. This is episode 58, season three. And uh, we have an interesting show coming up. Uh, today's date is September 11th, uh, 2021. Um, we're going to talk about three things today. Uh, first, first up, uh, I'm concluding the 60th anniversary of Bozo Circus that aired on WGN TV Channel 9. I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, I covered most of it on my previous uh, podcast episodes. There were about three. Of, this is the fourth part, so it's in three parts. Also, I'll talk about another anniversary. Well, actually, two. I'm sorry. The Another 60th anniversary will be the premiere of the Dick Tracy show that hosted by Ray Rayner and that aired on, in 1961. I'll talk a little history of that. And then and last, we will talk about the... 20th anniversary of 9-11. So I will tell you about my experience of where I was when it happened 20 years ago. And uh, it should be an interesting show. Okay. First off, we're going to talk about uh, Bozo Circus. Uh, as you well know, I've been posting uh, photos and doing my podcast about this wonderful show we have watched uh, all through throughout the years. And uh, the other day, I posted a photo on my Facebook page, Van Chicagoland, and it was a toy, and it was called Moonwagon. And what's particular about this toy was it was shipped to the WGN-TV studios on the northwest side, and uh, that was for the grand prize game. So it's, it was one of the prizes for for any for a boy or girl if they uh, you know put put the the ball in the in the in the bozo buckets and they would win that. Uh, so I found that photo and I posted it. So that's an interesting item, you know. And there were other prizes they had. Of course, if you hit uh, if you hit bucket number six, you would win the Schwinn bike. That was always famous for that. And uh, so that was interesting. And I would post photos throughout the month, maybe once a week, you know, to celebrate Bulls of Circus Month for September. Okay. And then uh, this weekend I will do a video. I will uh, create a video, you know, of pictures with music celebrating the 60th anniversary. And uh, it'll take a lot of work. You know, probably be uh, uploaded Maybe Monday or Tuesday, depending on how busy I am, because I have other things to do. But we'll see. But it's fun to do, but it's very time-consuming. But I enjoy it. Also, coming up, I will write a story on my blog, on Van Chicago Land blog, about my memories of Bozo Circus. So that would come uh, later on, probably in another week, maybe the end of the week. We'll see if I have time. I will write a story. 
It'd be very interesting with all the memories that I uh, about the show. You know, little stuff like that. It should be fun. <laughs> okay, uh, right now we're going to talk about the Dick Tracy show. Now, the Dick Tracy show was an animated television series, and that was and it was produced for one year. And it had 130 episodes, and they were about five minutes long. And um, they featured uh, Dick Tracy and uh, his villains. They were the famous villains that we, you found in the comic strips. Uh, there was a TV show. They did a TV show. It was like in 1950, and that ran about a year. You know, I've seen clips of it. It was pretty good. But there, there were a few movies that made, I think, in the 40s. 30s or 40s, I'm, I'm trying to remember. They showed that on TCM sometimes. And uh, the usual villains they had was uh, Flattop, Pruneface, Itchy, uh, Mumbles, The Brow, The Mole, and uh, Stooge Viller, and Oodles, you know, and then uh, BBIs and Sketch Paris. And they were, let's uh, see, this one. Uh, villains I remember, but uh, there were other ones. And uh, they had one villain that was just for the cartoon. It was uh, Chester Gould, the creator of Dick Tracy, did not create this character. His name was Cheater Gunsmoke, and he appeared in two villains. And uh, so it was an interesting show. Uh, I remember I'd never seen it on TV, maybe clips when I was growing up. And uh, let's see. So uh, Dick Tracy was only featured in the beginning and at the end, very briefly. So most of it was just the villains. And he had sidekicks. And uh, the sidekicks were Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, he was like a parody of Charlie Chan and Mr. Moto. I remember the movies that Channel 9 used to show all the time. And they were, they were fun to watch. Uh, there was Hemlock Holmes. Hippo Calorie and Manuel Tijuana, Tijuana Guadalajara Tampico Go 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 Mez Jr. <laughs> so um, they were not in the comic strips. They were created for the cartoon series. Okay. And uh, that, the, the cartoon, uh, when you watch it, it was very popular. It aired on uh, WGN uh, Channel 9 at 6.30. Very unusual time slot. You know, for a while. Then it moved to 4.30. Okay, and uh, let's see. Oh, and then uh, the host was uh, Ray Rayner, you know, famous uh, TV personality in Chicago. And uh, he hosted the show, and he was Sergeant Henry Pettibone, who was in his Crime Stopper Cruiser vehicle. And he's the one that introduced the cartoons, and handled uh, radio communications from various sectors of law enforcement. And that's from according to uh, the book. I don't have the book right now. Uh, it was a, the children's television book. Uh, I mentioned that in the previous podcast. It featured two Dick Tracy cartoons, and it had one cartoon called QT Hush. And he was like a, a Sherlock Holmes type. You know, I remember watching that uh, on TV. Anyway, uh, 
So uh, the voices of the uh, the voice of Dick Tracy was a character actor named Everett Sloan. I remember him from the famous Twilight Zone episode where it was the gamb when he uh, it was called the Fever, and uh, he won a free trip. Him and his wife won a free trip to Las Vegas, and he started playing the slot machine, and he got hooked. And uh, I don't. And then I remember one scene where he was in his hotel room. He wanted to go to the casino, and then the the slot machine was there. He knocked at the door in his hotel room, and he was th- standing there. But maybe it was just an uh, like a delusion, you know, a hallucination. But I won't give any spoiler away. You have to watch the show. And uh, so uh, yeah, he did the, he did the show, and uh, let's you know he did the voice of the show, and then. Let's see, this is very uh, scary. And then in the beginning of the uh, the cartoon, you see a speeding squad car, and you hear the announcer go, "The Dick Tracy Show." And then oh, and then they showed the the you know the title, and Dick Tracy uh, would talk into his two way wrist radio, and he says, "I'll get her on it right away." He was never involved the assignments. He always uh, dumped it on his assistants. <laughs> That's how it was. You know, that's how the show was. And then, uh, you know, uh, let's see. When the 1990 movie came out starring Warren Beatty, the Dick Tracy movie, which is a wonderful movie. I love that. It's so colorful and a lot of characters and a lot of from villains and a lot of wonderful actors portraying them. I love that movie. And uh, they, they tried to release it on video, but... Uh, there was a, uh, a lot of people complained because it was uh, stereotypical with Joe Jitsu and uh, Gogo Gomez. So they uh, they released it, but it was edited. But you know that's that's not good. That it won't work. So they released it on DVD about ten years later. I bought the DVD. I like the I like the cartoon. You know, but. Uh, I look at it in a historical perspective. I, I just watch it to entertain. I understand that it's uh, ra- it's racist and you know it's uh, unacceptable today. But well, that's a, it's the same thing with Charlie Chan. So uh, they don't show Charlie Chan movies on television or in the movies. I haven't seen it, but uh, if you but they are the movies are on DVD. So if you want to buy them, you can watch you, you can watch them on your comfort of your home. I don't think anyone will complain about that. I'm not going to protest in front of your house. It's kind of silly. And uh, let's see. And uh, also, uh, Sergeant Pettibone, uh, portrayed by uh, Ray Rayner, he had an assistant, his, and it was a dog puppet. His name was Tracer, and it was built by designed and built by Roy Brown, who played Cookie the Cook on Bulls of Circus. And he's always seen in the bas- in a basket on Pettibone's desk, and he was talking to him. Uh, first, he was nameless. He didn't have a name. So they had a contest. WGN ran a Name the Dog contest, and it resulted in 30,000 entries. So, And the judges decided on Tracer as the winning name. And uh, the prize was a real puppy, and it was awarded, and it was awarded excuse me, to a young young man who sent in the first letter that suggested Tracer and he appeared on the show and he accepted the prize. So that's nice. Okay. And, uh, the voice of Tracer, uh, was a man named Ron McAdam and he did the voice of Tracer and he, and he worked with the puppet 
And uh, he was a very talented man, very talented. And uh, he did the off-camera voices. And um, he also he also did uh, he appeared on camera, you know, on the show. His, uh, for example, there were two characters. There was one named Scoop Wilson. No, actually, one was Scoop Wilson, and he was a reporter for the Exaggerated Press. <laughs> And uh, the show, and he did about fifty, about over fifty characters. You know, he was a very talented man. And then uh, let's see what else. Oh, let's see what else here. And then they had uh, they had toys marketed for this show. And uh, for example, they had uh, records, puppet hand puppets. Uh, they had the two ways two. Two-way wrist radios, they could buy. Uh, I remember they had a rifle. Uh, you know, Mattel made those, marketed those toys. It's kind of strange. And then there was one called the Dick Tracy Crime Stoppers Club Kit. And that consisted of, let's see, there was a picture of uh, Dick Tracy and Joe Jitsu, uh, two Dick Tracy Crime Stoppers textbook, a summons book, a secret code maker with a wood slide with instructions. There was a Crime Stopper Club fingerprint identification pad and a Crime Stopper's red plastic ID holder, a red fingerprint ink pad, and a keychain flashlight, and a toy plastic magnifying glass. And it's uh, I posted that about years ago on that, and uh, they do sell them on eBay. You can find them. Some are exp- they co- some are intact. Some things, some play, some pieces are missing, but you can find them. And if you're uh, very nostalgic and a big fan of the show, go for it, buy it. I would do that, but uh, if I had the money, okay, I will play the intro to the Dick Tracy Show cartoon series. And then when, when we come back, I will talk about uh, about 9-11 uh, memories. So here you go. The Dick Tracy Show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, I am back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the introduction of the Dick Tracy sh- show. Excuse me. And uh, so that, that was a that was a fun show to watch. Uh, I have it on DVD, and uh, I've seen all the episodes. So I've seen it twice uh, all the way. It got a little repetitive of uh, that. And then um, one note about this show is they did a crossover episode with Mr. Magoo because they were uh, the, the cartoons were created by the same company, animation company that is from UPA. 
And uh, it was on the episode of the famous Avengers of Mr. Magoo. It was in 1965. And it was the episode was titled Dick Tracy and the Mob. And uh, they had all the um, the uh, villains. They had Pruneface. He was the leader. Itchy, Flattop, Mumbles, the Mole, the Brawl, and Oodles. And this was a longer episode. And uh, Dick Tracy got more screen time. Excuse me, more screen time, and so did Chief Patton. And uh, his none of his assistants were on that episode. Like for example, Hemlock Holmes, Joe Jitsu, uh, they were not, you know, they were not uh, featured. So uh, I would love to see that one. I've never seen it. Okay, right now I'm going to talk about another anniversary. It's a very sad one uh, because uh, the anniversary of Bozo Circus and uh, the Tracy Show. It it uh, it's also the uh, the 20th anniversary of the 9/11 attacks. And uh, someone uh, when I posted something about the the 60th anniversary of the Bulls and Circus, there was a young man. He uh, commented and says, "Why are you doing this? Why are you uh, celebrating? You know this anniversary of a TV sh- you know of a, a TV show in Chicago." And I asked him, "How old are you?" And he says, "I'm 15." Well. You know, he he was young. He didn't understand. But, you know, I do. You know, we have to. It was the Bozo Circus did a debut on that date, but it was not just that on uh, 9-11 was not the only anniversary on September 11. You know, there were other shows and hopefully there wasn't under tragic events. So, you know, I explained to them, you know, and uh, me. I was going to ask, I was going to tell, suggest that, you know, why don't you ask your parents, you know, they, they can explain to you because when 9-11 happened, he wasn't born yet. So he didn't understand, you know, it's hard to explain, but, uh, yeah, but after I explained what I was doing, and then he commented again and said, he apologized. You know, that was very nice of him because others would just, not say anything or just be nasty towards me. Well, that's fine with that. Anyway, I will discuss uh, where I was on that terrible day. Um, I was work. I was on my way to work. I worked for America's Best Travel. It's a corporate travel agency. Uh, we booked flights for business travelers. It was located in Rolling Meadows, Illinois. Uh, when I woke, woke up in the morning, I turned on the news and, and I was getting dressed and I was on my way. And then all of a sudden I heard the first tower was hit uh, around quarter to nine, um, Chicago time. And uh, I was talking to my mom and I told, and I was on my way and I told mom, my, I told my mother, please watch the news. And she did, you know, when I got home later that day, she did. And she watched the entire thing happening all day long. You know, she neglected her housework, most of it, but but she did, you know, back and forth. And uh, so I was in the car radio. I'm listening to the news. Then I, then later on, the second tower hit. The first tower was hit by American Airlines. Uh, uh, you know, it was American Airlines uh, flight, and then there was a United flight. And then after that, it was the uh, uh, the Pentagon. And uh, But that happened when I arrived at the office. And then, it, then, then there was a crash at in Pennsylvania. So as soon as I walked into the office, it was like a, 
the atmosphere was tense and scary and uh, everyone was so quiet. It's like, uh, like you entered a, a library or, or funeral, you know, because we were, my coworkers were uh, travel counselors. They were agents and they took reservations. They rebooked everything. All the planes were diverted or canceled. Some were diverted to Canada, and like I, I, I remember seeing a map on television where all the flights were uh, gone. You know, there was none like that, and uh, I didn't do much work because I was a, uh, yeah, I was a ticketer. Uh, I issued tickets, uh, uh, hotel reservations, car reservations. I did other duties or FedEx uh, airline tickets. Uh, I don't think e-tickets were then, you know, electronic tickets. I think they were. I don't remember exactly. It's been a long time. And I didn't do much work because there was nothing, there was nothing to be issued, you know, because everything was canceled. And that day was rough. Uh, it was so rough. And I found out there was a rep from Qantas Airlines. She used to visit us, and uh, she was a very young lady, very nice, from Boston. And she was the last passenger boarded on flight on American Airlines Flight 11 that hit the first tower. And later on, we found out that the international team heard about she was uh, when they released the name. She was on board. Oh, that was devastating because we knew who she was. And uh, I heard from other counts from my office. And they were we had the Sears account. I think there were two clients that were boarded on the plane. And they got killed. And uh, I don't know who else exactly. And also, American Express had an office in the Twin Towers. And uh, there were 11 employees. And when the uh, towers collapsed, uh, they were in there. They didn't escape and they perished. Uh, it was horrible, you know, horrible because we lost 11 employees, you know, kind of coincidental that it happened on September 11. And every year we honored them. You know, I post a photo of the, uh, it was the, it's, it's like a memorial they built, you know, honoring the 11 uh, employees that died in the 9-11 uh, attacks. And then, uh, so it was a sad day, and everyone remembers where they were. And, you know, that that week, uh, it was on Tuesday, uh, September 11, the, the rest of the week, was, it felt long, very long and tiresome. Oh, it was awful. It just dragged, you know. It, it's, and then everything shut down, you know, businesses, everything. To, we were mourning the country. And then uh, probably the following week, everything started going back to normal, you know, business as usual. You know, the president at the time, George, George W. Bush said, please go on with your lives, you know, but still don't forget. Don't forget these people that perish, you know, and the 9-11 attacks, you know, and this, uh, it was devastating like that. Um, because, you know, and then the following week we got, we got, Almost trying to get everything ordered. I think the I don't remember the flights resuming. Probably maybe a couple of weeks later, you know. But it took a long time just to get everything back on track and like that. And uh, you know the TV coverage uh, was nonstop. I remember it was practically every day, 24 hours a day for at least at the end of September. 
And uh, so today is the 20th anniversary of that. And uh, every year they have uh, memorials. Uh, they have uh, TV specials, you know, and uh, presidents visiting um, those memorials. They have one in uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Like that. And then uh, they rebuilt the Twin Towers in New York. Uh, I heard they're not finished yet. And there's also the St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church. And it was destroyed. Uh, they they try to rebuild it, but there's a shrine so uh, right now. So hopefully it'll be rebuilt and become a beautiful church. I visited the Twin Towers in a few years prior. You know, I went to New York on a trip, and uh, I was there, but I didn't visit the church. I, I regretted that. I don't know why. I forgot all about it. I wanted to go see it. It was eerie because I was there on the uh, furious few years prior. So that was that was awful. So uh, my prayers to the family of the, the victims. You know, we we'll just uh, hang on, and uh, we will never forget you. Okay, that'll be all for today. Um, that concludes uh, episode fifty-eight, season three uh, for Vanished Congoland Stories, the podcast. I will do another podcast. Uh, I don't think tomorrow because I'll be working on my new video for the sixtieth anniversary of Bozo Circus, probably Tuesday. So we'll see about that. And one final note: I found out yesterday that uh, that uh, WGN TV news anchor woman Allison Payne. Uh, has passed away. She died on September first. So I will do. A, I will talk about her on my next episode uh, about my memories watching her because she was a lovely lady, you know, and such a such a shame. Okay, that'll be all for today. Uh, I leave you off with uh, the last uh, thing, last mention of Bozo Circus. It is the Grand March led by Bozo the Clown. Um, take care, everybody, and uh, so take it away, Ringmaster Ned, to uh, announce the Grand March at Bozo Circus. Bye-bye, everybody. And, of course, we thank you very much for letting us be with you. We hope that it was an enjoyable hour for you. It was for us, it always is. And now, if you will, stand up, please, and join us in our Grand March. <laughs>